0: Welcome to DevTools Topia, where we have casual and unpretentious conversations about developer tools and the future of the software industry. I'm your host, Kate Catlin. Hello. Today we are talking to Jim Mullady, who is a sales engineer at Coral and we'll be chatting about uh, error resolution and logging in the industry now and in the future. Hello, Jim. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Kate. How are you?
0: I'm very good. I'm so excited to chat
1: with you. Me too.
0: Yeah. Do you want to give us like a brief history of like Logics, what you all do and how long you've been with
1: yeah, the company? I mean, CoreLogix is, is, is a logging tool. We started in uh, 2015 with the aim of making unmanageable log data manageable, right? Uh, basically, what we've done is it works in conjunction with an ELK stack and on the back, you know, on the back end is the ELK stack. And on the front end, we apply uh, machine learning logics to making logging easier to understand and quicker to, you know, diagnose your problems that did arise today.
0: Amazing. And how, how did you end up at this company or have you worked in error resolution before or like so what drew you to this product?
1: Interesting. Yeah. You know, so, you know, as you as, as talked about my gray hair before, you know, so <laughs> I kind of go back, I, I've got a mainframe background to, to begin with. So uh, you, you learn something about, you know, things back then, fixing things and change management and stuff like that. And I went to a company and I, and I did things with systems management, Tivoli Systems, HP OpenView. And I learned managing, you know, exchange servers and, and things like that. So monitoring, systems monitoring was kind of always in my blood. Uh, and then basically, you know, I got to CoreLogix via learning how to do, you know, logging and things like, hey, what's, you know, what's normal, what's not normal? You know, and when you think about logging, most of the time, most people think of logging and, uh, you know, it's like that afterthought thing. It's like the post-mortem type of scenario. Yeah. And what, really, what you really want to do is, is, is start to think about, you know, like, How can I utilize it to my best advantage, right? Think of it, you know, let's look at it this way, right? So, logging is, you know, like, you're going down the street and a car crashes and hits the tree, right? Say, okay, well, all right, we know that a car crashed, but, you know, do I know that, hey, was the steering wheel working? Was he able to turn left or right? Did the brakes fall out and things like that? Mm. Those are the little things that logging tells you before it hits the tree. Once you hit the tree, everybody knows you hit the tree. Yay, crash, (laughs) hit the tree. But what was going on before it? And so that's where CoreLogic comes across. And that's where logging as a whole says, hey, here are the little things ahead of time. Let me, like another type of an example is kind of like, you know, you know, when an application dies, it normally doesn't leave a suicide note. It said, hey, I die because I ran out of threads in the pool. You know, mm. it's just kind of like, hey, I kill myself, right? And it's gone. Mm. So what you've got to do is, you know, piece the parts together, right? Whoa. Well, you know, if you look at the logs, it probably tells you, listen, I was dying along the way, but you never paid attention. I told you three times that I was running out of stuff, and the metrics said it was bad, and I put this in the log, but nobody was paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. So that's what you kind of want to do is like, yes, there's a lot of, you know, the, the APMs out there that are really good, and logging gets kind of pushed to the backside, but if you utilize logging correctly, you can actually really take advantage of it and be much more proactive, especially when you start to think about using. Machine learning and seeing like anomalies. Hey, how do things write to and from logs on a consistent basis? Right. You may do something like happens like one two three one two three, but then one time it goes one three two one three two, and then back to one two three one two three. It's like that's something to give you a heads up. Hey, you know what? You wrote kind of you you know you wrote to the log differently this time. Maybe it's something you should look at and see what was different. You know what I mean? So maybe you you, know, you wow. open up a stream, you get a stream ID, you close the stream ID, right? And so you do that. Right, and all of a sudden you open a stream ID, you close a stream ID, you get a stream ID. That's indicative that something probably went wrong. So maybe you should be, you know, more aware of it. Right, those type of things.
0: Gotcha. So it sounds like you're saying, like, if we were going to go historical up to today, you're saying that, like, logging has changed in the sense of before we only looked at it after the crash. And now it sounds like we're using a lot more machine learning to look at it before the crash. Like, we're trying to detect that we're going to crash before
1: it happens. Exactly. It's like, Yeah. yeah, I mean, think of it as from the standpoint of, well, you don't want to hit that tree in the car. So, oh, yeah. if, the, if the engine light comes on or the brake light comes on, you might want to pull over. You know, you never go any faster. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, brake lights on. Okay, I don't have any brakes. So, let me go faster so I can get home and I can fix it. That's just not a logical thing, right? <laughs> right. So, when something comes up and says, hey, there's something going on here, pay attention. So, what you can do is create smart alerts, right? The challenging with, with alerts and things that, is that most people create alerts and they become just noise. You know what I mean? Mm, it's yeah. kind of a of kind of thing about it. Well, we're all, rock, we're all locked up in the, you know, in the pandemic and everything now. But when we're in the office on Monday morning, everybody would come in and have a conversation and talk for a little while for, you know, like, you know, like maybe a half an hour at nine o'clock at nine 30, everybody jumps on email. Well, you had these static thresholds that came out and said, hey, the email server was at 99% CPU memory was doing this. And they would, then they would send alerts to everybody and it would go, yeah, yeah, that happens every Monday because everybody's right. just jumping on email. So right. what you need to do is start to get more intelligent alerts and create them like dynamic alerts and eliminate that static thresholds so that people can see that, you know, hey, an alert and, you know, like the way the system runs at 9 a.m. on Monday is a lot different than 5 p.m. on Friday, right? So, you need to learn that, and that's what machine learning and time series databases allow you to do with logging. Take that information and apply intelligence to it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that was one of my first lessons learned at CircleCI. I started jumping on uh, UX calls pretty immediately, and the first thing people said was, look at my Gmail. And the Gmail was just full of Circle CI alerts. And it was like, fail job, fail job, fail job. But they were like, this means nothing. That's just a flaky test. We can't fix it because it's end to end. It's like a cross project. So we just always get a notification for this. And therefore, the emails mean nothing. So, so you're kind of talking about two different things. It's like, it's like detect a problem before it happens and only notify me if it's a real problem. Exactly. But you're, you're using machine learning for both.
1: Yeah, I mean machine learning, let's, let's look at logging as a whole, right? I mean yeah. you go back to, you know, even even today, right? I mean, the challenge that you have nowadays is you have so much centralized logging. Everybody realizes that you need logging. So now we have centralized logging, and now we just have a whole bunch of data. So how do I navigate my application in a sea of data, right? It's basically there you are sitting in your application, you're on your boat, it's so an you're flying through the data. How do I know what's going on, right? And those are the right. things that, that you have to pull out of logging. One of the challenges that you have, you know, so it was always when something happened, what did the engineer say? The engineer would say, hey, <laughs> just send me all the logs. Right. And so you had to get the logs. And then they looked at it from a post mortem standpoint. But what was the challenge? What's the challenge in that is basically, hey, I've got all these logs and something happened, but I don't know where to start looking. Right. Learning and that intelligence can do for you. Basically, when you look at some you know, other, you know, other type of you know, logging solutions and, and things like that, and even any, any logging solution, you get a problem and says, hey, you know, uh, the e-commerce system went down. Okay, great. I'll get the logs. You don't know where to start, right? Yeah. Where do you start? And so, you, you don't have any idea. So, with machine learning and anomaly detections and things like that, it gives you the ability to say, hey, here's the part where you should start looking, right? Give you a hint to say, we saw these things happen around 8.15, 8.30, and then something happened at 9 o'clock. So, it's a beginning start, right? So, basically, utilizing things like templates and things like that gives you a nice, easy way to figure out, where do I start to look? You know, there's, there's many tools out there that are super fast. Okay, there's super fast logging tools that I can bring your results back very quickly. Mm. But those results, I mean, if I don't know what I'm looking for, it's like going down the going down the street, driving yeah. 100 miles an hour. I just end up lost a, a lot faster than I normally would, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so something on that line, go ahead. I'm sorry,
0: question. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, no, I was just thinking, like, so that's so that's what your product is doing. Are we seeing more of application of machine learning on logging across the entire industry? Like, is that a growing trend? Yeah, you
1: start. As- Little bits and pieces of it as, it as it moves across. Some, you know, some yeah. machine learning, some just, hey, not so much machine learning, but, hey, we've seen this log 25 times. More like mm-hmm. just telling you something like that. Not more of a machine learning thing where, like, machine learning from, like, an anomaly detection. As I said before, things happen in a previous order. You know what I mean? One, two, three, yeah. one, two, three. And then it changes. And then what you need to do is when that happens, basically say, hey, these are the things that we saw that we never saw between that one minute when they changed. Giving you information like that, but other loggings out there, you know, they're all tar- starting to, you know, adapt a machine learning type of concept, right? Yeah. And so, how do you apply it? Where do you apply it? Right. So, those are the things that you yeah. got to figure out. So, we applied in a couple of different ways at CoreLogic. One of them being is I will take, uh, you know, logs. Like, so maybe you've got eighty thousand log lines coming into the system. You got a whole bunch of, a lot of times, seventy nine thousand are all exactly the same. So yeah. what we do is we create a template and we just bring in the variables, right? We extract the variables from that. So then I just give you one particular log line that represents 79,000 log lines. So mm-hmm. very simple to go, hey, okay, so now I've looked at 79,000. I don't have to look at those anymore. So really simple. Right. Think it that way, right? It's just like a condense. It's like kind of like when I was in school, uh, I never read the book for, you know, for, uh, for English class, right? Like the taming of the shrew, right? So I just ran and got the cliff notes so I could just do the report really quick. Same, same scenario here. It's like, Hey, we don't (laughs) want to see every log, just the ones that are really cool. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, Shakespeare, great, great play though. Like worth going back and uh, reading at some point if you, if you've got the spare time in the pandemic. Um, so, so we've talked a lot about logic. Is there another uh, player in the space who you really admire or who is doing something really cool?
1: Well, you know, it's like, there's, there's a lot that, that come into places like, you know, look at it from the observability things standpoints, right? You know, yeah. there's, there's Splunk out there and they're like the, you know, the 900 pound gorilla in there that, you know, people like, you know, they do things they can do. They do more than just, you know, more than just, they do mostly security and that sense and like, and like other, you know, logging and stuff is kind of like a second thought. Sumo Logic is, is very good. Uh, they, 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 they do good stuff. Uh, a scaler is a fast What, what does Sumo Logic do? Sumo Logic does the same scenario, logging and things like that, and they have very good, and, they, and they're very detailed in their, in their like, say, their um, a query language and things like that, right? Mm. But again, it's like referencing is like the query language thing is, that's a great query language, but I just got this error, and I have no idea what it is. So no matter how good my query language is, I don't know where to start. You know what I mean? I'll start for error. That's always a good place. And then you go out. But they but they, they have very good query languages and it allows them to do multiple joins and things like that. So, depending upon, and again, a lot of things in logging comes down to, hey, what does your developer put in the logs, right? Right. So, if you put good information in the logs, okay, and you know your logs, you're going to be able to get good stuff out of it, right? So, you know, and in that case, you know, say so a Logic can do joins and things like that, they can go pretty deep in, in, into that information and get some more value out of it, you know, those type of things. What do you want to do out of it? So you want to get value out of it? I mean, there's always value in your logs, but again, it comes down to like how intelligence do you put your stuff, you know, how much intelligence results do you put in the logs, right? You know, right. there's a, is there, as you could say, transaction failed, okay? And you see that in there, like, all right, well, the transaction failed. But you could say transaction, the number of the transaction failed, uh, tried to move something to a register, or something along that line, and it, and it basically gives you a lot more information to go with it. So, so you have to be that happy medium of the road between uh, like human readable and machine readable, right? Because yeah. you're probably going to look at it both ways. JSON formatting and logs, which, which you know, pretty much everybody's standardizing in these days, uh, is, it makes it very easy for machine, you know, machines to read it, which is great. So now you can start to, you know, um, create, uh, you know, better queries wrapped around what it is. But again, coming back to, hey, I don't know what I'm looking for. Hence the reason why machine learning in any logging solution, not just say my or anything, but any logging solution can start you off. It's always good to know where to start, right? It's kind of like, it's kind of like if I'm going to build a house, right? um, You know, and they just give me tools and wood and stuff like that. And they said, Jim, here you go. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to really kind of study. But at least if they gave me like a building plan and some blueprints, I go, oh, okay, now I kind of get what they want me to do with it. So those are the things that you want to kind of do, you know, so make yeah. sense?
0: Yeah. And I... I'm like
1: confusing you there? <laughs>
0: No, no, it all makes a lot of sense. I remember um, when I first started as a developer, um, I got trained up in Android, and one of the first things they had us do before they really trusted us to make any features was hey we 've got these errors why don 't you read through the logs and try and figure out what happened and it it 's so tough as a you know a junior developer who has no idea what any of this means to try and track down an error in this you know, seemingly letter soup that, like, doesn't mean a whole lot at that point. So, yeah, that, it sounds like you've got to...
1: That's, that's, that's it, Kate, right there. That's that's one of the biggest things about why logs have to be easy to read and yeah. have, have more intelligence wrapped around them. Because most of the time, it's not going to be... That, you know, that 15-year developer that wrote that code that looks at it, it's going to be that individual, that junior person, the new kid on the block, and you never want to say that to him. like, you know, because, you know, you say, hey, you know, you're interested in our logging, so you can hire, you can put the junior reps on, you can put the junior engineers into this, and look, we make it that easy. And the (laughs) guy goes, wait a minute, I'm looking at locks, so I'm a junior engineer, and then you kind of lose it right from the get-go. Right. Got it. But the reality of it is, is that's usually who's going to be looking at the logs. So you've got to make it easy to, you know, to get through and start because, hey, that's also, think of it from the standpoint of that individual's career. He starts to, he starts to learn, he starts to see how easy and simple it is. And that helps him, you know, lay a foundation for him. He's going to say, you know what, I'm going to create logs that are better, smarter, and it can help the next person down the, down the line. Right. Faster and quicker. Because hey, the, the faster you get a junior engineer to actually creating more productivity and, and, and more applications and stuff, that's good for everybody involved. And so yeah. getting them started, learning to create good logging is is the first step in the process. At least I believe so.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a really good point. And I'm, I'm having the reflection that, um, you know, a girlfriend and I chatted a couple years ago um, and she was pretty new to software development, had gone through one of the boot camps um and she was saying you know, the the hardest part about becoming a developer is the developer tools. Like, I get the coding. I could write an if-then statement. Like, that's all something that I can work with. But, you know, working with, let's say, Jenkins or the other million tools they throw at you that nobody taught you in code school or in a university, it's really hard to on-ramp with that and succeed uh, and not just be like, I don't understand anything that's going on. So I'm, I'm having the reflection that, you know, a really good logging tool could help with that, um, it, quite it a does. lot and retain more new folks in the industry.
1: It does. I mean, basically, you know, how fast, I mean, hey, so, I mean, I went to Catholic school and, you know, I was left-handed, so I was beaten a lot and everything like that. Oh, no. I was on the wrong side of God from the nun standpoint everything, you know. <laughs> but um, you can edit it out. <laughs> but, the, you know, the reality of it is, let's face it, you don't want to, you know, when you make a mistake when you're coding, you don't want it to sit out there forever, Right. Right. If so you yeah. got a good logging product and you're a junior guy, you can fix that real quick before everybody in the company goes, "Look at, look at Jim really coded this stupid, look at this and <laughs> else it goes nowhere, right? And it keeps it, it keeps just blowing up right here." He, yeah. He wasn't even paying attention. So, a good logging solution like that can can get you out of that trouble real fast. You know what I mean? So, the stigma of- I hate that boy, that's
0: shit. a stigma, you know? Right,
1: exactly. Wow. You know, because, you know, engineers are so tough on you. and It's like, yeah, yeah, he just, right. he's just stupid. He doesn't know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's kind of brutal. So, yeah. So, a good logging tool can help you, you know, get out. It's like, hey, save some face, right? Yeah. Just the application running again, it saves your face it's like, oh my God, that's what I did right there. Let me fix it real quick. You know, instead of like, not being able to find it, not figuring out the right query command or not, you know, an anomaly can help you, a tag can help you, and things like that, all of a sudden, you know, you've been relieved from from this battle, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I wonder if it even, I mean, maybe we're getting too, I don't know, um dreamy here but I wonder if it could even be a part of reducing that from being a stigma overall because we've seen that on CircleCI too right? Like developers yeah. say like I can't push up a red build I can't push up a red build but like if that's a stigma at your organization that's terrible and it like holds everybody back because the organizations that use CircleCI best are are pushing up tests in order to find out if they need to fix something it's exactly. not an adversary it's not a stigma it's, it's like a partner like oh little nudge in the right direction gotta fix this test Okay, I got it, uh, and so I wonder if really good logging could be a part of like destigmatizing that in the future. If it becomes so easy that like you know an error log is your friend as opposed to an adversary, it,
1: it really is. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, so basically, you know, nowadays, like with I mean, it, it, and you know, it is Circle CI, uh, basically, you know, you push new code out all the time in order to stay competitive. So you're kind yeah. putting out new versions and things like that, and you know. And so how quickly can I find out whether or not this is good? So that's where like things like tagging. So you're doing version release management, right? So that's much better. I mean, you start to think like most of the time and and back to, you know, how do you look at, how do you look at logs? And and, and back from your days, you know, it was by date, time, and severity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just gets too hard. Date, Time and severity when you've got all these logs floating all over the place, this big sea of data, and you've got date, time, and severity. How about you know, we, we, we put a tag on when we push out a new version of code, and then we're only looking at things from that point on, right? So, hey, what did I just push out? And, I, and so, I tagged it, and now I come back and say, hey, so just from the last two minutes, we can see that the amount of errors has decreased by 0.3%, okay? And, hey, here's a couple of, here are a couple of errors. Here's a couple of logs that we've never seen before, only with this build. And then being able to search through those logs and say, hey, here's a new release. Here's a new piece of, you know, of code that we're pushing out, maybe something with a time flag or something like that. So you can search to see if it's that new, that new uh, software release, okay, that new feature is in there itself. Now you can go right to it. Those are the type of things that like tagging. You want to go away from the whole version concept. You know, or, uh, not go away from version, control, but go away from date, time and, uh, and uh, severity slicing mm. and data and go more to a version. And that it gets the company thinking more version as opposed to go back to 5.15, see if we got the error there. Did it exist there? So version control allows you to get away from that thinking. That makes sense?
0: Yeah. 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 I like that. I know we're we're almost out of time here, but where do you think error resolution and logging is going to be in 10 years and where do you think it's going to be in a hundred years?
1: Boy, um, if I knew that, I mean, I knew a hundred <laughs> years, um, I'd be, uh, I'd be, uh, yeah. You'd
0: be making billions of dollars in your next startup. <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. So, I, I guess, like, you know, you start to think about where's it going to be in like, say, the next 10 years. Yeah. Start to think about, you know, they, they talk about the no-code scenarios and things like that, right? Yeah. With dragging and dropping. I guess you have to start to think like, how how online and interactive can you make your logging and stuff like that? So, you know, maybe part of the coding itself is, is real-time type of, hey, running it, you know, seeing what's going on at the same time. Um, you know, it's just like, I'm going to see, I'd have to say that we're going to see much more from the standpoint of machine learning, but more so from the artificial intelligence standpoint, right? Machine learning, one thing, but the artificial intelligence from the standpoint of, hey, we've seen this happen many times. And, you know, we know we're going to have to add some more th- threads to the thread pool. Okay, maybe we're going to have to spin up another, uh, another machine here because of the load on the web servers. We can see that coming in. So I think artificial intelligence over time is going to play much more role of resolving issues on the fly. So those junior developers can just keep on coding and not run into trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And I'm, I'm hopeful for that future. There you um,
1: go. So, so are a whole bunch of kids getting out of college right now. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh, man. No? Especially right now. But yeah, exactly. Jim, thank you again. It was such a pleasure of a conversation.
1: Great. I thank you very much. Appreciate it. Enjoy. Be safe.